Yo, what up, what up, what up, what up? You are tuned in to another episode. This is episode 30 of Behind the Baller. Yep, 30, 3-0. Shit's crazy. Consistent as fuck, all right? This is professional podcasting. And just like Instagram, they won't give you no chronological timeline. I'm not about to give you one either. Motherfucker, we about to jump all over the place. Alright? Yo, so, my Friday, Friday started out a little rough. Alright? At 9.30am Friday, I was supposed to pick up my car from Gintani, but this fucking guy. <laughs> I, you know what, man? I, I fucking love these. Man, listen. No fucking car shop ever will ever give you your car back on time. Period. Point. Fucking. Blank. Speaking of cars, it took everything in my fucking entire body to not buy a fucking Rolls Royce Cullinan this weekend. I I tried everything not to buy one. And I still think I'm going to end up getting one. It's just fucking terrible. So anyways, yeah. I'm at Gintani's for like almost three hours I was ready to fucking kill him um while I'm there and my car is getting finished is on the dyno still is getting put back to, together pushing over 800 horsepower in the car which is beautiful and um it sounds fucking amazing I got a lot of you listen I, I don't really love twin turbo sounds but it sounds really good um a lot of people obviously who've driven next to me or behind me have said it sounds amazing obviously when you're not in the car but anyways i head down to sticker city to go see my boy dean and he has this new company called slip low and what it is is anybody who listens to this show and owns an exotic car i mean yes it could work for any car that's low but it's even you know when i've had cars that are super low like a lexus or whatever maybe it just doesn't, it's not the same because the actual chassis of the car, even though it is technically low, it's just different. When you have an exotic that's low, especially like a Lamborghini, you need a fucking skid plate. It is like mandifucking-tory to have a skid plate. Now, this guy owns the patent and he has a company called Slip Low. And Slip Low is like a skid plate. It is a skid plate, but it's through adhesive, super strong double stick tape. So it doesn't fuck up your paint. You ain't got drilling anything. It's just, it's amazing product. It's called Slip Low. And uh, he blessed me with the shit and we put it on my 48 Pista. And then I went back and finally the fucking car was fucking done. Car drives fucking amazing. It's been tuned perfect. It the, There's just, there's more power. It rolls smoother. It has more oomph in it. You know what I mean? Not that it needed it. Um... I will say these 720s out there that are fucking tuned and everything, and they're fast. They're fast as shit. They just feel dangerous. They're scary as fuck. Um, I like my 720, you know, for a little bit. It was, it was cool and it was it was fun, but just something about it, it just felt just light in the ass, you know. So you can have motherfuckers that whoop some ass, that kick ass, but they're light in the ass, and that means that they just don't feel solid. You know, my GT3 RS felt solid. Pista feels fucking solid. So anyways, on, on um, um, I left and I headed over to the Bape store because uh, Big Sean was doing a meet and greet. But I wasn't there to see Big Sean, even though that's my guy. That's my boy. Um, he had a Bape collab that was dropping. But I went to go see my guy, Kev. And Kevin is, uh, he works for Bape. And he's a good dude. And he's Asian. I got to point that out, that he's Asian. And um, went up there to go pick up some random accessories and stuff. And to drop off some gifts to my boy because he takes care of me. Even though technically I am endorsed by Bape Korea. It's kind of like, it's it's a weird thing, you know. It's just how things work. But uh, Bape blesses me and, and I rep them, you know. So um, now we're going to go rewind a little bit because that's what we do on this show. We do it how I want to do it because it's my show. Thursday pretty much for the whole fucking day. I had random errands I had to run, but Thursday night, we went to the Americana. This is a Rick Caruso or a Caruso property, 
And we went for the tree lining. Been going for the last few years. And, you know, the Grove would have their tree lining. And, and you know, L.A. used to have like a downtown L.A. tree lighting and stuff. And there's, you know, it's not like the Rockefeller Center, right? But I'm going to be honest with you. There's the tree lining in San Francisco at Union Square. It's beautiful. I don't know if they have a ceremony. I'm not too familiar because I wasn't, I don't remember the last time I was there when I lived there, you know, technically because I do live there in, in San Francisco, but it's not like what I'm saying is, is that's not my full-time residence. And now the tree lining at the Americana is the official, unofficial tree lining of Los Angeles. Now, there, there's one at the Grove, and it's on the news and everything's promoted, but they promote this one at the, on the news now, too. And this one, I'm sorry, the Grove, you know that's my fucking main bitch. That's my main shit. And the Americana isn't like a mistress or a side bitch. It's like my new main piece. The Americana just, just clowns. If you have children, if you don't have children, if you have a girlfriend, if you got nothing to do in your solo dolo, I just got to be completely honest with you. The fucking tree lighting ceremony at America at the Americana is just so good. It shit was it was so lit. My kids fucking loved it. It was just so dope. I have to thank the entire staff, Jake, Tony, and um, damn, I can't remember her goddamn name, but the entire Americana staff that took care of me there, got me you know VIP seating the whole nine, um. I forgot what the hell the girl's name was. That that's uh, she's on some TV show called The Tall Girl or something on on Netflix. I forgot what her name is, but she is tall as fuck. She's six two. She's taller than me, and um, she hosted it. And then some Vietnamese dude was like a magician co-host. He was pretty good. And then they had the West Angeles Baptist uh, choir. It was fucking dope as fuck. Um, they had some elves and some dancers and whatever else and some other chick. But bottom line is. If you tell me you got fireworks, like good fireworks, I am a sucker for fireworks. Anybody who knows me knows. Every 4th of July, down at the motherfucking San Diego, Big Bay Boom. You know, I love the fucking fireworks show. I just love fireworks. It's something I've loved since I was a little tiny kid, since I can remember, since I was five, baby. And um, the Americana this year set it off. At least a couple hundred thousand dollars in fucking fireworks. That shit was dope as fuck. Tree is beautiful, ridiculous, 100 feet tall. The Americana, I already have a special place in my heart for that. You know, um, it is just just fucking just, just, just so good. I, I really don't know what else to say. Um, I got to see my uncle. I heard a lot of you guys came over and said what's up to him at Wetzel's Pretzels. He appreciates it. I appreciate it. But again, um, we had a little dinner at Amici. You know, I will say when I first started going to the Americana, Amici was was average. It was okay. It was all right. Now Amici has definitely stepped their game up. Is definitely one of my favorite spots inside the Americana. Um, it's just a, it's a vibe. You know, they got a nice little wine bar right outside that's owned by Amici, and um, that's not really my thing. But if you want to be on your romantic shit and go over there, it's it's just there's this ambiance there, man. You know, if you want to just if you're really nothing going on. And you got a couple dollars or whatever, you can figure it out, you know, whatever. And I mean, like a couple dollars for parking, a couple dollars for maybe a coffee or some ice cream or some shit. Man, it's a vibe. Straight up, always. Americana is a vibe, period. Don't ever front on that shit. It is. Yeah, there's a lot of shopping and shit. You ain't got to do none of that. You could just sit back and just chill and people watch, walk around that motherfucker, get some snacks, you know, get your iPhone fixed, whatever the fuck it is. All right? And let me say this. It was a rare moment on my Instagram stories because I was geotagging the Americana in real time. All right, I don't do that usually. Sometimes at a concert, if I'm with I'm deep or something like that, you know, I might maybe I'm out of town. I do, or if I'm walking, I'm keeping it pushing, keeping it moving on the streets. Okay, but usually when you see a story or a post, I've already left. You know what I'm saying? I geotag it, boom, but I'm already gone at least by 20 minutes. I got to be out. You know what I'm saying? Gone. Not that I don't want to sit there and stand and talk. You know, say what's up to some fans and shit. But I just I'm gone. You know, it's just, uh, that's just really not what I do is I don't sit there and hang out forever. But, um, Americana was great. It was, it was just really, really good. In fact, we went back on fucking Saturday, which is like a rare thing. And I used to go a lot. In fact, my mother-in-law damn near lives at the fucking Americana, but I was there once a week at least. You know what I mean? Everyone still remembers me, all the Valley parking people and stuff. I had a rare incident that happened there and we won't get into it. It's, it's not worth it. But um, 
Friday night, what the fuck did I do after the babe story came back? The fuck did we do? Did we go to dinner somewhere? I forgot. But I do know that my ass was trying to go to bed at 8.30. I was tired as fuck. Now I never forget. No Coca-Cola, no nothing. I was like, nah, let me not stay up. I got to be up at 6 a.m. So I think I, I cut my wig and I showered and everything because I knew at 6 a.m. I got to get ready, do a couple little small things here and there. Boom, get ready for morning octane because morning octane, I've been preparing for this shit. I wanted to debut the K-Town um, Destroyer number seven. It's my seventh K-Town Destroyer. People always ask me, what the fuck does that mean? Well, Platinum Motorsport, you know, it's the car crew I run with, the car team. It's more than that. It's a lifestyle, PML, Platinum Motorsport lifestyle. So, um, you know, it's just my crew. And my boy Rob Wang, he had this crazy M5 that had a body kit, lowered rims, exhaust, everything. And it was super fast. And he called it a destroyer. And then Jack had his uh, Liberty Walk 458 Ferrari. And he called it the JK Destroyer. So I was like, shit, all right, motherfuckers got destroyers? Okay. So there's all these destroyers out here, you know what I'm saying? And our crew, I'm from Koreatown. My nickname been K-Town forever. I don't give a fuck if you're from K-Town. You live there every day and you've been there. You've been repping heavy for 20 years. Motherfucker, I was there when none of you guys were there. And that matters. And I still rep. So my name has been K-Town for at least 30 years. Maybe even longer. Shit, 40 years. So from Koreatown, and I got a destroyer. And uh, I've had seven destroyers now. Could have been nine and everything else, but some of these cars I didn't I didn't call destroyers. Destroyers is basically when I am specifically using that car to completely act a motherfucking fool. All right, so I debuted the motherfucking K-Town Destroyer 7, and I DM some people where the pre-meet was. Next thing I know, there's way more motherfucking people than I invited, and that's cool. Because everyone came in an exotic, except a couple. Some dude came in a Porsche Turbo, which is, it's cool. It's fast. It's, you know what, that's, that's cool. Dude came in all right, but he's rocked with me before. And the last time we all got up, I had an issue with my new wheels on my 720. The balance was off, so the car would not let me go over 70 miles per hour. The motherfucking steering wheel is shaking like a motherfucker. And if you know if your t- t- wheels are off balance, that shit is frustrating as fuck. So I had to go get that shit fixed. Thank God it happened on the way home, but it was still a fucking bitch because I didn't get to fucking run the way I wanted to run. So get to the gas station, meet up with a bunch of new people, get to see some new heads and whatever, and um, rewind now. Fuck, was that Friday night? Man, I'm so confused right now. Was that Thursday night? It couldn't have been Thursday night. It was Thursday night. Motherfucker, I'm sitting here talking to myself on my podcast and people are driving in traffic, mowing their lawn or sitting on an airplane saying, why the fuck is Ben talking to himself? You know what I realized? After the tree lighting, I did an interview, the very special guest, enormous fucking superstar, Russian mega celebrity, Timothy. I I interviewed him at his studio. He has a studio here in Los Angeles and I interviewed him and, um, he said something that I don't want to give away right now because you're going to have to listen to the interview when we air it. I don't know when I'm going to air it, but it's dope because Timothy is friends with Vladimir Putin. He'll downplay it a little bit in public, but he's, that's, that's his boy. So anyways, going on, he said something about cars that fucked me up and it made me feel the same way and he's younger than me. So I was excited to meet up with some people. I got to see some old heads too. And my boy Ali with the M3 drives like a motherfucking straight up maniac. I couldn't imagine. I would fucking pray to God that he never gets an exotic car that has some balls and is meant to do certain things because what he does in the M3 is just fucking insane. So I would be scared to fucking, if he had an R8, I'd be fucking petrified. But he showed up, my man Cameron Four showed up. Um, some of the usual, usual suspects, my boy Johnny. Uh, AKA paid to shoot the baddest motherfucking photographer. He's the best fucking car photographer there is, period, in the game. Um, there's this other dude, what's his name? I am Ted, whatever it may be, and there's other people. And they're cool, that's right. This dude is the fucking master, all right? As far as aesthetics, and talking about rolling shots, and all that, his dude is just the man. So going on, we get ready to roll. I check all the tire pressure on my car. My car is low as a motherfucker. My car slammed on the ground. And I had it raised a tiny bit just so I could get into my motherfucking garage. Okay? So 
we get ready to go. And I'm like, all right, let's get cracking. Let's go. I got gassed up. I'm good. Everything is 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 popping. My fucking no check engine lights, no warning lights, no nothing. We jump on the freeway. We get on the 134. And then literally I hit like 130, 120. It's a little traffic. You know, it's LA. We're smashing through Swiss cheese. And next thing you know, I see a and my fucking tire PSI light goes on. My TPMS monitor starts fucking beeping like crazy. Next thing I know, I'm going 90 miles per hour and my shit says 26, 25, 24, 20, and it won't stop beeping like like I might have been an airplane. Remember, this ain't no motherfucking joke. This is a $600,000 car. And I'm like, okay, holy shit. I'm not even fucking Pasadena yet. So we're, we're just literally getting out of the Eagle Rock city limits and leaving LA County, entering Pasadena County. And I literally see the fucking exit. I throw on my hazard lights and I start getting to the right lane. My shit drops 14, 12, 12 PSI on a fucking, you have any idea how good you have to know how to drive and how to do a car, especially an exotic car and what you could do to your fucking car if you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You could fuck a wheel up. You could bend. You could do a lot of shit. Thank fucking God. All right. I get to the exit and it says zero PSI. Then it just goes boop and it resets saying TPMS not available, recalibrating. And I'm driving maybe three, four miles per hour and I go down one block and I pull over. I grab the fix a flat out of the trunk. It comes with every exotic car has it in the in the trunk, which is in the front and the hood. And I pull it out. And I, this is the second time I've done this before. It happened in my first Lamborghini. Well, I'm sorry, my first destroyer. Not my first Lamborghini, because I had two Lamborghinis before that. I got this pull the shit out. Three or four homies pulled over with me. Um shout out to a dude named Alvin uh Nguyen. He's a fucking just super cool fucking dude. And he's a photographer. And he happens to be from Seattle. Happens to be a Seahawks fan. It's fucking crazy. Has like a quarter million fucking Instagram followers too. So going on, I put this thing in there. And um, it's supposed to get me to even up to 50 PSI. And this shit's not working. This ain't like the regular fix-a-flat that you buy at fucking uh, Pet Boys or fucking Chief Auto Parts or fucking wherever. What other fucking auto parts place you go to? Firestone or some shit. This is some, like, it, it's a little better but it's not as intrusive or invasive. It doesn't go fucking everywhere like fucking, but it just doesn't fucking destroy your whole shit, which maybe in a way, um, in some cases I might've needed that, but then it had fucked up my tire 10 times worse. So what I did was, and it throws your shit out of whack. You have, it's either your tire's fucked after that, or you gotta go literally spend about an hour to get all that shit out. It's a bitch for tire places. They hate doing it. They'd rather sell you a new tire. Unfortunately, it's a fucking thousand dollar fucking tire, right? It's my rear right tire. So I put the shit in there and it doesn't fucking work. So I get as much air as I can in there, get it to like fucking 15 PSI. It's the most it will go. I turn my car around and my boy Alvin pulls out his kit and he has a different type of kit and he has a um, air compressor, which I actually have one. I just didn't bring it in this car. So I roll the tire around and I see where the hole is and the fucking hole is almost the size of a pencil. That's how big the hole, if you put a pencil through it, it's the pencil be a little big, you know, maybe like a little cute little Japanese or the accent pen that you might get at a, at a fancy hotel. That about, about how, how, how thick the hole was. I don't know how the fuck this shit happened. So I, I'm just thinking of anything I can do. I find a twig at my feet, a little twig, yes, some wood. I fucking break a little piece off. It's about one inch now and I put it in the fucking tire. And I put my finger there, holding the rest of it, and I use the air compressor, and I get that bitch to 38. That's the most it will go. It will not hold more than 38. Now, this tire's PSI rating is at 31, 32 cold, okay? So it's at 38. I'm like, listen, start Googling places. Mind you, it's 748 in the morning, all right? This all happened, whatever. By the time I'm Googling, it's 802, and my boy finds a place He's like, yo, there's a place called Crown City Tire here in Pasadena. It's five minutes away. It's literally one mile from where we are right now. I'm like, goddamn. Super random as fuck. My car is parked directly in front of Oscar De La Hoya's $50 million house. I'm blocking his driveway and his fucking services, his housekeepers are trying to get out and they see me. 
And I'm thinking like, Jesus Christ. And his next door neighbor is the Arm and Hammer family. Yes, Arm and Hammer breaking soda for all you motherfuckers out there that know what time it is. So the car has 38 PSI. I reset my TPMS monitor and I'm driving with this fucking thing in my fucking tire and I'm rolling down. I pass Suicide Bridge. Rest in peace to my dog, Sam Sarpong. He jumped off that bridge along. A lot of people jumped off that bridge. It's a crazy-ass bridge. And um, we get to Crown City Tire. And my tire PSI was like at 25, 26, which is, you know, it's fine. It's cool. We get there. And I go in there with a little bit of urgency, a little bit of franticness. But I try to be, listen, it's tough to not be a dick. You come in there with the Ferrari, they're always going to look at you like you're a fucking asshole, whatever. doesn't matter that I'm wearing a fucking, you know, a t-shirt and fucking got tattoos and I got a bald head. You know, I talk to the manager and I say, hey, listen, I got a situation here. I'd be willing to pay you three to four times the amount. I'm a little bit of a bind. I'm hosting a car event at Sandy the Mall hosted by Rusnick Auto Group and, you know, Rusnick dealership on Colorado. And I just, he's like, sir, there's nothing I can do for you. I'm sorry. Listen, you're going to have to wait. And I was like, listen, I'll wait. That's fine. I'm just saying, you know, he goes, with a car like that, I wouldn't suggest. I said, sir, I'm not here to hear any of your suggestions. And listen, at this point, I know a lot of people that they can fix 55,000 mile tires a day and whatever it may be. I can guarantee they're not fixing a lot of pistas or very high performance vehicles there, which is cool. Not judging them. I'm just telling you what I know and what I've dealt with. Right, just like some boxing managers know when it's time to pull the car, and some people are like, nah, it's time for that motherfucker throw the white flag in. Nah, it ain't that time yet. So I talked to dude. I said, listen, man, I'm willing to wait. Whatever you got to do, let me figure it out. Now I don't know if the lady that worked there, that was behind the desk, or the manager, someone said something to one of them. Maybe it was like, yo, that's Ben Baller. He's actually an important dude. We know who the dude is, whatever. But sure enough, after about five to ten minutes, they start working on the car takes a little time to get them on a jack because I can't get my car on a jack. My car is too low. Um, they're going to use these little, uh, you know, like pieces of wood, but they had a block. We get the car up. I tell them exactly what we need to do. We jack the car up, take the wheel off. They're like, listen, we're not going to be able to get this, this stuff off. I was like, listen, the way that it works with these exotic cars is they have it so that it just kind of fades apart. It's not going to sit there. Its main focus is to kind of find the hole and stay there, and it's just a temporary fix. So guys like, all right, we'll figure it out. He says, should we patch it or should we hold it? I said, listen, man, depending on, on how big this is, the thing is it's so big and it's right in the middle. Let's put a patch. That'd get me good. I'm going to order a new tire. It's all love. They do it. They get me going. Car's still washed. Everything looks good. There's no issues, no dings, no nothing, no drama, nothing. My man Alvin Nguyen, Nguyen waited with me the entire time. Yo, we get in the car and I said, all right, it's time to motherfucking smash. And I already know, listen, I got a patch in the tire. I didn't have patches in my fucking K-Town Destroyer 1. And I was like, let's get this fucking cracking. We hit the fucking 210 going north at the 134. Boom, 140, 150. We smashing down the highway, smashing. From there, we get to Santa Anita Mall, probably back around Santa Anita uh, Race Park in about six, seven minutes. We were smashing down that motherfucker. Pull in and I made it in time. We got there at like 920. Morning Octane ends at 10. We were there. Um, I'd say, you know, maybe 30 or 40% of the people left, whatever. I got my own parking space. I'm not even thinking about that shit. I just park and I sit and chill and talk to, the, you know, to some of the normal people. But this more than ever, even a lot of people left, I took a shitload of pictures this time. Got to meet a lot of fans. I got to say one more time, thank you to Crown City Tire in the city of Pasadena on Bellevue Street. And it's crazy because I was with a dude from Seattle who's from fucking, well, lived in Bellevue. So, yeah, man, that shit was crazy. Motherfucking morning octane, just wow, man. A lot of cars showed up. I seen some crazy ass shit. I saw a drop top Cullinan. I saw an Asian dude. He cut the top of his Cullinan. That shit was saucy as a motherfucker. He was in the back drinking champagne, and I was like, yo, bro, you about to fuck around and get an open liquor ticket, right? You know what I'm saying? Open bottle of liquor, open whatever it may, whatever the fuck you call it, whatever the violation is. And he's like, no, actually, I'm not. And I was like, how you figure? He said, this car is long enough to where it's considered a limo. So I don't need a partition or nothing. I'm in the back seat chilling. I can drink. And I was like, whoa, that was some gangster ass shit. So anyways, 
after Morning Octane, um, I went and got some breakfast with the homies. We uh, went and got some fucking food. Went to this place called Colonial Kitchen in San Marino, California, right by my boy Cole, who was just on the last episode, Cole Harris. And um, we pulled up like 15 exotic cars deep. That place has been around for fucking maybe 50, 60, 70 years. I have no idea. It's Chinese owned now. But San Marino was at one point a super white neighborhood. Now it's a super Chinese neighborhood. But very, very, very wealthy area. Um, we pull up and get breakfast. It's one of my go-to spots. And uh, when I'm over at that, that, that side of town, and uh, we got some fucking food and we chilled, you know what I'm saying? And then after that, I headed home, got home to my wife and my kids, and we decided to go back to the fucking Americana, as I had mentioned before. And the reason why I went to the Americana is because I had to go to the Glendale Gallery and my kids are having a crazy week because uh, they wear uniforms to school. So their uniform is strict. You know, they got to have black shoes and that's it. And uh, they don't get to wear no fun shit. So this week, they're going to have to get, they get to wear like different things, different hats, different shoes, whatever. So my kids, all their shoes are black anyway. So I was like, they're going to get some fun shoes for you. So we hit up Glendale Galleria. I got them some funny shoes. Well, not really funny shoes. I got them some some Air Vapor Max. I got some... Uh, some other Air Maxes for them. I got my daughter some Cortezes. Kept it real gangster for Kaya. And uh, went to the Americana. Said what's up to my uncle. And then we smashed out. Saturday night, I got a FaceTime from another, uh, no other than the man himself, motherfucking Adam Sandler. Um, he's pissed that I still haven't seen the screener. And every time they have one, I'm not in the city they're having a screener at. I wasn't in Toronto, wasn't in New York, wasn't in LA the two times they had it. And so there's a screener this week, and I can't wait to fucking see Uncut Gems. And uh, a lot of people have been telling me that he's been doing these question and answers after these screeners. You know, this is, they're talking about Oscar worthy. This shit is no joke. Speaking of which, I have not seen The Irishman yet. Me and Jordan Winter, AKA one half of the Dust Brothers, AKA the producers of this show and I Am Rappaport and Josh Hart's show. Um, we're supposed to see it. We're supposed to been see fucking uh, The Irishman. Just haven't had fucking time. All right, so um, Adam Sandler's been shouting me out because he's breaking down, you know, where he got a lot of his inspiration. And, you know, he shadowed me for that movie role again. If some of you guys didn't catch that in one of the episodes early on in, in, a, in a Behind the Baller. But, um, yeah, man, um, I'm excited to see the movie. I can't wait. Uh, what else, man? So, yeah, Colin Kaepernick had a, uh, he had, he had a, he had a private practice. I forgot if it was Friday, if it was Saturday, whatever. And there's all this controversy around it. And there's just this is just my two cents. Listen, man, Kaepernick is cool. Don't give a fuck about what color he is. He could be Mexican. He could be white. He could be fucking, he could be green. Not tripping. All right, he's cool, you know. Fundamentally, you know, skills-wise, I'm sure he's in great shape. I'm sure he's got a good arm, everything else. When it came down to his last couple seasons, he was trash, period. You know, what he's doing for, for awareness and everything else, man, dude is amazing and everything else, whatever. Do I think he'll play in the NFL again? Me personally, I don't. I don't see an owner that's going to pick him up. Um, you could be a fucking black owner. I just don't think they want the trouble, you know. And uh, all these people are getting mad and whatever. And some people, everyone's contradicting each other and whatever. And there's a lot of arguments and a lot of like whatever. I'm only bringing it up because a lot of people are bringing it up in the questions to me. And um, I told you guys on the last episode, I said, hey, listen. Or is it two episodes ago? I said, um... Why don't you leave a five-star review, and in your five-star review, ask a question, and I'll answer it. And that's what we're going to do right now, all right? So they asked about Colin Kaepernick, and I'm like, yo, man, I don't think he's going to fucking play. It's got nothing to do with color because I don't give a fuck. You know what? Before we get into any more questions, though, you got fans who are still upset about this Niner shit, you know what I mean? And check this out, all right? I'm a diehard Lakers fan, right? And that does not mean I'm going to sit there and go fight anybody over the Lakers, because I don't give a fuck. What I would fight over are my kids or somebody taking it there for being stupid or whatever, anything else. Understand, I'm a fool. Straight up, I'm telling you, quote me, I'm a fool. I'll fuck around and ruin everything and end it. It's worth it to me there. So you understand at that point, someone says, damn, someone got they motherfucking ass beat. Someone got damn near killed. Someone got fucking mopped up over some stupid shit that Ben didn't start, but that person started. Then they think, you know what? Maybe I should stop playing around. And they say, oh, vice versa, it should be you. No, because I'm sitting here talking shit. Now, I'm ready to come with all the repercussions, 
but someone that starts it know I'm going to end it, right? And it's just like that fucking, you know, that fucking uh, um, content, uh Nikki Totoro. No, not Nikki Totoro. Nikki, no, what the fuck was Nikki in fuck? What was fucking Joe Pesci's name in fucking in, in, in a casino? Um, you come with a knife, I'm going to come with a gun. You come with a gun, I'm going to come with a bazooka. You come with a bazooka, I'm coming with a nuclear weapon. You know what I'm saying? It's just never going to be. I'm always going to one-up you, period. And and it's just the truth. So chill the fuck out, man. Fuck the San Francisco 49ers. I don't give a fuck about your bitch-ass team. Don't give a fuck about anybody that like... It don't matter. But I am friends with Niners fans. No one gives a fuck about what happens. It's the, it's the game, and it is what it is. It's more than a game. No, shut the fuck up, bitch. You ain't playing in it. Now, if someone's playing for the team, all right, cool, you know, maybe, whatever. And they got a legacy, and they, you know, been playing, you know, for eight, nine, ten seasons. Man, okay, but some of you motherfuckers, just chill, man. Even the Dodger fans, like, Dodger fans beating motherfucking SF Giants. Like, bro, man, <laughs> y'all just, Jesus fucking Christ. All right, so I'm going to answer a few questions. All right, going back real quick. Seahawks had a bye week, so not getting into it. Um, Fucking Niners got away. So fucking last minute, pulled it out. It's still trashed. Fucking Cardinals terrible. The motherfuckers. Thirty seconds left. You motherfuckers are down by three, and then they do a blitz, and the motherfucker gets an end zone. Boom! Gets a four point. You know, win. I'm not gonna add that other six points. That shit doesn't matter. Um, Seahawks had a bye week. Uh, last week was a Snickers bye week, which is weird. So Snickers has two bye weeks, I guess. So no chain was given out. And um, what's some more? Um, some other news. You know what? Let me get into these questions. And so, so someone said we should have Deffer on the show. Deffer is my boy Alex. Deffer is a graffiti artist, a famous graffiti artist from the world famous Los Angeles native crew Kill to Succeed K2S. I was in a subsidiary of K2S. I was in a crew called BKA, Best Kids Around, but we were from the same crew, K2S STN. That's second to none. Rest in peace to my boy, Gio. Rest in peace to my man, Sign. Um, man, Prime is probably one of the dopest graffiti artists, writers that I know. Um, salute to him. Salute to my boy, Make, a.k.a. Gallo. Uh, shit, man. There's another dude named Cartoon. Not Mr. Cartoon, but he's been Cartoon for a long time, too. Um, he spells his name with a K. Shout out to Frame. Shout out to the homie, Hair. You know, a lot of dudes from K2S ended up turning out to be a... Uh, Rockwell Street locals, you know what I'm saying? And Rockwell Street is a is a gang. Some say it was a set of 18th Street. I'm not here to take any sides of anything or anything. And not gonna sit here and talk about any of my gang affiliation ever just because of too much money on the line and that just matters too much to me. But going on, my boy Alex is a dope ass artist. Um, I believe he still lives in Hawaii. I have known Alex since I was eight or nine years old. So I've known Alex for damn near 40 fucking years and Alex is a real G. Born and raised in Boyle Heights, California. Now, if they got the top 100 toughest hoods, sorry. If you got the toppest, top 50th, no, fuck that. If you got the top 20 toughest neighborhoods in the world, and it might even be the top 10. If you got the top 20 toughest neighborhoods in the entire United States of America, I would say Boyle Heights, East Los would have to be in there. And my boy Alex is Japanese. He was born and raised there. The motherfucker's a real gangbanger. I won't say what set he's from, but he was the only motherfucking Chino from that set. Deffer is also insanely gifted with the hand styles. Before anybody started doing that crazy abstract hand style, he was doing it. Deffer is my guy. If I do a graffiti artist uh, episode or something like that with art and stuff, I would definitely have him on the show. That was a question that was out there. Shout out to Alex. I appreciate you stopping by the shop and buying something. I got your message. Love you, bro. You know you my OG homie from way the fuck back. Um, someone asked, have I ever been to Massachusetts before? I've been to Massachusetts probably about 25, 30 times. Um, my sister and brother both went to high school there, got boarding school. I brought this up before. Uh, my cousin went to school there. My best friend, China Chow, who I grew up with, she went to school there. And I just, I've been going to Boston forever. Shout out to my boy Mark Wahlberg. I've talked about him before. Shout out to Guru, motherfucking of Gangstar from Roxbury Projects. Shout out to New Edition. Listen, man, 
Friday night, I dropped this playlist shit that I was saying. I was playing all this old school music that I was talking about, but it went all over the place from Led Zeppelin to uh, fucking Luther Vandross to a bunch of shit. And someone asked, hey, how come you're not playing no new edition? And I hadn't got there yet because there's so much other stuff going on. But if you haven't watched the BET special on new edition, I suggest you watch it. That and, and Bobby Brown, it was fucking fascinating. And this is different because I grew up in that era and I watched both of those. It's crazy because Michael Rappaport plays New Edition's manager in the fucking movie and it was just fucking hilarious how it all comes full circle. But I got a lot of love for Massachusetts. Uh, the T, <laughs> fuck the Green Wall, fuck the Celtics, fuck the Patriots. I fu- fuck the motherfucking Patriots. But uh, shout out to Newberry Street, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, I've been to Massachusetts. Well, I've been, obviously, Boston many times. And uh, what else is there? Am I going to get the new Motorola Razor phone? You know what? I used to fucking love the Motorola Razor. When that phone first fucking came out, well, it came. It, it was the modernized version of the StarTac, right? That was original little flip Motorola, little mini little phone. She was so fucking dope. I loved it. When I had a little steroid fucking battery pack. But when it became the Razor, that was just my shit. And then they had a black version of the Razor. Man, I fucking love that phone. Man, I fucking love the fucking Motorola Razor phone. I, I don't know what, you know, it just sucked that Apple had to come out and come with this shit. You know what I mean? I, I just, in fact, I don't know. I might fuck around and get it just for the fucking goof. I know WhatsApp is dope. You can still see how people read messages on WhatsApp. But there's just something about that iMessage. You know, when your phone message goes green, you the feds to me, period. All right. But yeah, new more molar phone, the razor comes out. I'm going to fuck around and probably grab that. Uh, what's the next question? Um, do I ever want to work? Why, would I ever consider working as a DJ again? No, never again. I don't ever want to work in fucking music again. I will never work in food again. All right. And in food, I, just because I worked at Subway and, and Burger King and at another restaurant, I'm just not working in fucking food ever again. If, if, if it's up to me, yeah, I'm no. All right, not working in music again. I don't want to be a DJ ever again, even for fun. I mean, I just don't want to, especially because they're talking about working. When it's work, it's just no. I, I no, even if the money was amazing, I just, that's, I already graduated from that shit. I don't want to go back. It's like, do you want to go back to high school? No, I don't. Do you want to go back to college? Fuck no, I do not. Um, Do you own any trucks or SUVs? Um, I own the fucking Ford F-150 Harley-Davidson edition. That was the only pickup truck I've ever owned. My cousin owns a Raptor. My business partners own a Raptor. I think it's cool. It is not for me. I'm not on that white boy uh, off-road. It's just not me, my thing, period. Um, I've had a million SUVs right now. Uh, yeah, we have a Range Rover autobiography, um, which is the fucking extra, extra stupid, dope version of the regular Range Rover supercharged. But uh, instead, they add another $60,000 as a package, but it's super dope. Um, yeah, no no interest in getting a pickup truck ever again in my life. Uh, had a fucking Mercedes-Benz 4x4 G-Wagon and G550 and a uh, lot of fun, a lot of fun. Just, just yeah. And uh, if I get this fucking calling in and it comes in in the next week or so, then I'll have a new SUV. Um, what is that <laughs> wallet you got in Tokyo? So that brand of card holder that I got, card holder slash wallet, is called Lueve. It's spelled L-O-E-W-E. I didn't know how to fucking pronounce it, and I always knew that was fucking dope-ass shit. My man, John Elliott, had to, I hit up, we were, we were in Shanghai at Intersect, and I finally meet John Elliott. Shout out to John Elliott. He's from the San Francisco, he's from the Bay, from SF. And I asked him, and he goes, it's pronounced Lueve. And I see ASAP Rocky fucking with it. Um, my girl Irene Kim, um, model from Korea. She's represented by them and everything. And, and yeah, Loewe makes some fire-ass clothing. I got a shirt from them. Loewe is super dope. They don't just have to- you know boutiques in Tokyo. They got Loewe and... Um, well, it wasn't Barney's. Rest in peace. But uh, they, uh, they're out there. Loewe is only going to be in a super high-end boutique. Super fly shit. They got fresh-ass clothing. They got really dope accessories. And yeah, that's what it's called. Um, is there anything, uh, You know what? That's pretty much it. I think everything else was uh, was some praise. Yo, man, let's take a real quick break. Do I hear, What do I hear? What is that? 
That's my man at Lakey Inspired. I'll be right back. Yo, yo, what's going on, man? We back, man. Um, shout out to my man at Lakey Inspired. Again, I'm just going to say, I'm bringing up every single episode. I do need to get with you. This is the longest I've been in LA all year. I have not had not even a fucking close to this kind of a, a, a some time in LA. Um, I am leaving town this weekend. I'm going to hit Legoland. So uh, taking my kids out there. So, you know, this weather is fucking insane. It's fucking 91 degrees today. It's fucking November the middle of November, it ain't like it's fucking like, it just is just, I'm blown away, Thanksgiving's around the corner, motherfucking Christmas around the corner, motherfucking 2020 is creeping around the corner, the end of the decade is coming, and shit is not gonna slow down, every year is gonna go faster and faster, so make sure you make it count, all right, um, I was supposed to interview the Wolf of Wall Street today, as this episode airs, supposed to interview him today, but it's not going to happen. They got push, got pushed back a month. I'm apologizing. Listen, man, that's how shit happens. I've canceled on people. I'm not canceled. I've postponed and whatever. We're going to get it cracking. I'm going to interview the Wolf of Wall Street. I'm going to make him pay for it because we're going to do some questions. You know me. I ask some shit. I ask some shit. So we're going we're gonna to get into that Wolf of Wall Street interview, you know, and, um, Someone asked me, one of my partners was like, yo, man, how do you deal with that hate and shit? You know, and like, people are like, they, they don't know how to deal with hate, so they, they adjust to it. Man, I've been hated on since fucking show until Fridays in kindergarten, you know, so I don't adjust to shit. Like, I just, you know, we keep the, we keep the show going. So, um, wake up Sunday, and you know, already know, Sunday, if I'm here, Sunday is day with the family. We go to London Rider. It's favorite place for breakfast. And then after that, it's been a long-ass motherfucking time. Yeah. We hit that good old DNB. Shout out to my boy Popeye. Yeah, we hit Dave and Buster's up. And uh, we acted a fool. We was at Dave and Buster's for three hours, man. Fucking air hockey. Uh, playing Luigi's Mansion. Obviously, Speed of Light. I hit like a 387 on speed of light, which is incredible. I only played it once though. Uh, I must have played about an hour and a half on fucking Star Trek. You already know we ate lunch there. I had my fucking vegan burger and my motherfucking nachos and the motherfucking street corn. That shit is, oh my God, that Mexican street corn. Fucking shit is off the chain. That toast, oh my God. And so um, this time we hit the Santa Anita location. Uh, Santa Anita Mall has stepped up um, their damn busted location. They knocked down this wall that had these booths that were awkward. They only had like seating for like two or four. And now they made like open seating so you could watch your kids play and everything else. But yeah, man, went to Dave & Buster's, used my brand new Dave & Buster's gold card. That shit worked. And I racked up some points. I'm at like 60,000 tickets right now. So, you know, another 40,000, I could go get an Xbox if I wanted to. Seen a dude with one point something million points. Or I forgot what it was. It was two million points. It was something completely ridiculous. And I... That was the only time I thought about robbing somebody. It because you can't buy points. You know what I'm saying? It was just some, just the fucking dedication this motherfucker had, right? So you know, I look at my wallet, and I have like two hundred eighty dollars on me, and I thought I said, damn, you know what? This is the lowest amount of money I use. I just always carry cash just in case. You never fucking know. And um, I go to the food court because they don't want to break a hundred dollar bill, and I was going to use my ATM card. And there was a Wells Fargo there, and I got a bunch of different cards, and I thought about it. I was like, you know what? I haven't used an ATM card in almost seven years. In fact, I don't even have an ATM card for all my bank accounts. All, I, I don't. This is a true story, right? And it was just strange. I was like, you know what? Because I've always had cash. I found someone to break the bill. Um, something else I haven't got yet. I haven't got an iPhone 11 yet. I don't I don't know why. I just, I got my wife one, you know, and she loves it, and and. You know, um, I don't know. I just don't see the fucking purpose. I just, you know, I know the camera has the wide angle lens, just blah, blah, whatever, and this other shit. But 
Um, I was using a 10s, and now right now because I changed my phone number and I don't want to use that phone ever and I have different phone numbers. Um, I'm using a, my 10r, my son's 10r because my other son has a 10 and my other son has a 10r, and then they both had 10rs. I took one of them, gave the 10 to my son, and, and now Kai's using my 10s Max. I know you guys are like what the fuck? This is so ridiculous, and I know it is crazy, but they're limited on how long they can use their phones and stuff. But I do want London to start understanding how to text. He understands how to pick up the phone and all that stuff and everything, and it's important. But yeah, I don't have an iPhone 11 Pro yet. I think once they get the extended battery pack, the factory extended battery pack, then maybe I'll think about getting one. But I'd rather just spend $1,500 on Amazon on random shit. You know, I don't know. Um, a lot of new people, acquaintances, not really friends, but friends. I mean, you know, the Instagram friends or social media friends. And I see them in life. We hang out here and there. They're acquaintances or in between that. I don't know what we want to call the the in between stage of an acquaintance and, a, and an actual friend. Um, but a few people had some kids. Um, some of them, the girls are in their 20s, you know, whatever. Um, my wife was in her 20s when, when uh, we had uh, London and Ryder and everything. And um, I don't know who needs to hear this, but let me tell you something. Some of that shit that you guys are doing, that ain't parenting, period. Listen, man, you going out after a few days of having your kid, man, yo, that you, you tripping again. Oh, don't talk. Listen, no, I'm telling you. That's my opinion. Fuck you. Fuck everyone who got anything to say about it. Listen, man, it's not supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be tough. All right? That's what parenting is. It's like a motherfucker that, you know, hey, I did this and this and this, and I scored here, and I did this, and I can't make it to the NBA. No shit. It ain't that motherfucking easy. All right? With parenting, it's, you know, it's real simple. You know, use some motherfucking condoms. Figure it out. Oh, I can file pull out. That shit ain't going to work. Pulling out don't work anymore, man. I've seen motherfuckers, and, and I don't want to get too graphic, but you can still get pregnant and not pull out, and pull out in time. Um, But, yeah, I get it. Adults, they want to go out. They want to drink to certain things. But some letting somebody else raise your kids because you have the money to, especially in them early, crucial years, and, and like, let me let me say something real quick, man. I know I'm a man, and I'm just letting you know for the very few females that are on here. And I'm going to have some more females on here. I talked to my friend from Sacramento. She runs a company right now, and she used to work for a company, and she got fucked over by them. Now she's work, working with a company, and she owns a part of it. The company's worth like 25, 30 mil. She's aiming for 100 mil, and I think she's going to get there, right? I'm going to start doing a series of interviews with girls. My, my, my homegirl, Masika, um, any other girl, if you know any girls out there, DM me or email the the pod. Um, I've already given the email address out. Uh, DM Ben Baller Pod and um, tell me about some CEOs, not CEOs, but CEOs, female CEOs. All right, going back to the original thought, subject of matter. Um, yeah. I don't give a fuck if you're an actress. I don't give a fuck if you got paper or whatever it may be and you're a diva and this and that. Don't have a fucking kid then, all right? You not taking care of your kid just because you are there every so often and they don't know any better or whatever and they got the nanny raising them when they're the crucial years and you want to go out still and you want to do this. No one has said you couldn't. I'm just saying, man, that shit all the time, man. I'm telling you, that ain't parenting. I don't know who needs to hear this, but that ain't parenting, all right? Do I want to pat on the back? No. I'm just letting you the motherfucking know that I'm hands-on. Wife is beyond hands-on. We have some help here and there. Yes, we do. But that shit is no motherfucking joke. All right? Take care of your kids. They did not ask to be here. Whew. Designer Con is four days away. Yes, of course I'll be there. Friday night is for celebrities and VIP guests. I will not be there Friday night. Okay? Don't know exactly when I'm going because I'm taking my kids to Legoland, like I said, because I'm going to take advantage of this amazing fucking weather. Going to have some room service. Going to stay in a hotel. We're going to chill. Going to figure it all out. But Designer Con is in four motherfucking days. Going to be a gang of toys there. I cannot wait to get my hands on that 1,000% Mickey Mouse X Soriyama collaboration. Um, shit is fire. Cannot wait to get that motherfucker. Um, I already got that Andy Warhol, Mona Lisa. It's the Andy Warhol fourth collaboration with, with Metacom of the Andy Warhol estate. I got that shit. Shout out to Retro 3D 
And shout out to Designer Con. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be fucking lit. Again, I don't know what day I'm going. Um, I'm going to motherfucking Legoland. So um, it's safe to say I'm going either Saturday or Sunday. Don't know when. Must be one of those days. So that was the weekend wrap. All right. I appreciate all you guys so much. If you guys haven't, leave a five-star review. Leave a question there. I will answer it on the show. This is not your practice life. Making a million dollars is easy. Keeping it isn't. And 10 million is the new million. All right, y'all. God bless. This is a Dust Brothers production. Stay tuned. I don't know who the fuck we're going to drop this week, but it's going to be somebody dope because I got a few heaters in the chamber. Supposed to be Jordan Belfort, a.k.a. the Wolf of Wall Street, but I'm going to figure it out. Um, I'm going to hit up one of my designer homies. I'm going to figure it out. It's going to be a lit episode. I wish you all an amazing week. Again, sometimes you got to make it a great day. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.